My name is Axel. My name is Ralph. My name is Taylor. And we're all addicted to Lost, baby. Welcome to a very special episode of Daily DVR, Lost Mythos Style. We have here Ralph and Taylor. They are the producers of a new documentary called Getting Lost. It's a documentary that will cover the global phenomenon that changed television forever, as well as the devoted fan base that still celebrates the show to this day. That was a good logline delivery, right? Um, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, guys, for coming on. You can check us out at DVRpodcast.com. You can go to Patreon.com slash DVR to support the show. This is just going to be a fun one. We're going to talk a little bit about how this doc came to be, what it is going to be, and we're also going to talk about fun things like loss. So first, I'll say, hello, Ralph. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's been it's been fun working on this documentary, and I like to say first and foremost to everybody out there listening, uh, to every single Lost fan out there, um, both Taylor and I are huge Lost fans, Correct. and I want everybody to know like uh, 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 the, the movie is in good hands, especially <laughs> with Taylor. Like I just want to get that out there. That's my most. That's my biggest thing because we get a lot of questions about the doc, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you're talking to the right people. Yeah, you're talking to the right people. That's so, awesome. Um, I'm very excited to talk about this. Yes, and Taylor, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me on. I'm a longtime listener in that I listened to your show. I don't know, 14 years ago. <laughs> yeah, not so much since, but but it's good to be back. <laughs> That's okay. We haven't made an episode in 14 or so years. So well, there you go. Then I'm, I'm all caught up, right? Yeah. So that's perfect. Awesome. I'm glad we're the reason you're back. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, if they ever do a sequel or anything, we're there and we've done, we talked about The Leftovers. We talked about Watchmen. I'm going to be talking about Mrs. Davis. So I've, I've continued <laughs> to follow Damon, the genius, who I love. Uh, as he's continued to progress his career and he's still doing that lost like stuff, right? The faith versus reason, the love, the people coming together. That's what it's all about. But um, let's just start at the bottom and I'm going to ask you first, Ralph, to give me your bio for the, I know a lot of people listen to the Dharma Lars, they know who you are, but just, you know, it gives the people right. an opportunity to learn about you. Right. Um, yeah. In 2006, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, I started a lost podcast with my friend Ben called the Darmalars. And uh, since then, I've been podcasting. I haven't stopped and uh, I won't stop. Nothing will stop me from podcasting. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, stop. that's 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 the 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 gist of what I've been up to. And as far as the movie goes, um, I am here uh, 100% because of the Darmalars, I believe, uh, uh, Taylor wants to talk about that. Um, but I don't know what else I have to say about me as far as bios go. I, I, out of nowhere, I was asked to be a producer of a lost documentary and I reluctantly said yes, not because I I'm reluctant about lost. I was, it's just something I hadn't done before. Mm -hmm. And, um, since starting working with Taylor, uh, I feel like I've been okay. I've, I feel definitely more confident I, uh, this day than I did uh, a year and a half ago when he approached me. <laughs> well, <laughs> so. I think that people who know you and who have listened to you know that you are the guy. And I think it was a great choice. And like you said, I know when this was first announced, there were some Facebook groups where people like, I don't know if this is real, but they say they're doing a lost doc. And I was right. like, Ralph's involved. And people are like, okay, so it might be real, but I still want to see something else, you know, because people get so excited about it. Um, yeah, all right, I Taylor, mean, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? We know that people may recognize your name as a director of the last blockbuster a film that I enjoyed. Um, Thank you. And we have a, we have a slight connection here, Taylor, because at the same time you were starting to work on that. I had been working on a documentary with my friend Mike for a while about video stores. Cause I worked at a great video store called world of video. And I actually called that store 
right after you did. And they were like, I just got off the phone with the guy who wants to come talk to us. So, but if you want to, too, you can come. And we didn't end up doing it. My friend ended up making another documentary on Attica that you can watch on Showtime now. But or I'm sorry, HBO. But um, it, uh, that was kind of funny when I saw you were involved. I was like, okay. And having seen it, I knew that you were a person who loves pop culture, loves the history of pop culture, and also seems to have a connection with a lot of people who would love a show like Lost. So why don't you just tell us maybe a little bit about your bio too, how you got started and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um. I grew up a huge fan of TV and movies, uh, but I got sidetracked for a real long time. I thought I was going to be a professional musician, uh, and, I, and I was for a little bit. Um, and then about 10 years ago, I kind of just got sucked into filmmaking through the world of music videos and things like that. And I've done uh, five. This is my fifth feature documentary, a bunch of short films, Um you know, yeah, Last Blockbuster is the one a lot of people know. I did one on ska music. I feel like the ska music fan base, home video rental, lost fan Venn diagram, is it's got a lot of crossover. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're all Comic-Con people, you know. Yeah. That's sort of the way I put it. We're the indoor kids. But um, huge <laughs> lost fan. And um, I was the type of lost fan that what, the internet was new or the way we interacted with the internet was new about TV, but I was on the message boards. I was listening to all the podcasts I could get my ears on, which included yours and Ralph's um, back in the day. And uh, was fortunate enough to go out to Hawaii and visit the set and meet a lot of the cast and just lost, had a tremendous impact on me. I was not yet a filmmaker, but I was on this film set and I was watching them blow stuff up and it was like a pivotal moment for me and I, I look back on it fondly now as an actual filmmaker is like man if I hadn't spent that time on that island I don't know where I would be right now so that's sort of my little mini bio and my lost journey and then you know Ralph I, I think we've been Facebook friends since Lost, since Darmalot's yeah. time. Since Facebook started during yeah. Lost. <laughs> yes, yes. We're both, I looked at mine and, it's, you know, we're early adopters. So we have a long Facebook history and hundreds of posts about Lost at this point. But I think Ralph hit me up uh, two years ago about, for some other podcast. He was looking for a last minute guest or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's a pandemic. I'm free. I'll chat. And we chatted mostly about VHSs and, and lost. And, uh, that, cause I didn't know, even though like, we followed each other on yeah. Facebook, the algorithm never told me you directed the last blockbuster <laughs> and it never told you that I was VHS dude on Vine, right. Instagram and, and yes. uh, Twitter. And so it, we, it kind of blew our minds that we were both Facebook friends for, you know, 15 years or so. Yeah. But, but the VHS stuff, never, the algorithm never. never I followed your accounts, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't know that was you. Yeah. And, you know, I made this movie and you didn't know that was me, but yeah, that sort of reminded me about my lost friends. And I had been kicking around the idea of doing a lost documentary for a while thinking, Oh, it's too soon. That just happened. It's nobody has nostalgia for five years ago. Uh, although the pandemic accelerated that, we're all very nostalgic mm-hmm. for 2018 at this mm-hmm. point. But um, you know, 2024 being the 20th anniversary of season one and the crash of Flight 815, it just sort of seemed like the right time. And then I know how long documentaries take, so I walked it back a few years and was like, Ralph, we got to. We got to get started. And that was, that was a year and a half ago. And, and now we're doing it. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I kept on seeing these things. Ralph saying, I'm going to make an announcement. Everybody get ready. <laughs> an announcement is coming. like, chomping. what is Ralph announced it yet? And yeah, well, I mean, it's very exciting. And the story you tell 
is very reminiscent to me. I mean, I started podcasting in 2007, 2008 because of Lost, listening to uh, to Ryan and Jen and Jay and Jack, yeah. Um, yeah. the Black Rock, these kind of shows. And I said, hell, I can do this. I always loved radio. I'm go- I got to kind of have the voice for it. Let, let's try to do a podcast, you know? And I think that I'm still Facebook, Twitter, real life friends with people who I met that week that the first episode dropped. And yeah. like you say, you just kind of, you have that same creative energy and loss is a very special show. And before we get into kind of the ins and outs, I, I like to, since we're talking about lost already, what, it, what, it, what is it? that you think makes this show so special, Taylor? What do you think makes it different from other drama, sci-fi, action, comedy, um, fantasy shows that have come out? I, I'm going to jump in. I love it because Lost is all of those Yeah, things. definitely. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And, you know, I think you almost answered your own question in the question because how many other shows are all of those things? And not only they are all those things, but they're good at all those things. Like Lost has moments where it's the best science fiction ever on television. And then five minutes later, it's like a notebook level romance story or, you know, the best character development that I've ever seen. You know, there's so many things. (laughs) It just it does so many things and it does them all well. But the thing for me you know, the the reason, the why we're still talking about it 20 years later to me is that it was this, this turning point in television to where there are people, like you said, in real life, like, like Ralph, like you, that I am friends with, like my real life was affected by this television show. And that just never happens. You know, I love mm. TV. I watch all kinds of shows. The the Last of Us, I think, was great. I just watched every single episode, and I, I love it. But it's never going to be this thing where we were all learning how to interact with television, how to have a community mm. around fandom, and it was all brand new. And at the same time, because Lost was the tail end of huge network shows that had millions and millions of people watching, you know, I you could talk to almost anyone about it. And we were all caught up to the same episode at the same time. So it's, the show is amazing. I love it. The characters are great. There's somebody in it that everyone can relate to. I think that's a huge deal. Um, Cause everybody's got their like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm a Saeed or I'm a, I'm a lock. But I think it's the community around it for me that made it such a, a standout thing. And it came at the exact right time, and we were all sort of there for it. And so I think that's more than the content of the show itself, which I also love. It's just the circumstances that surrounded the show, the time and place, and the community, the fans. Definitely. Yeah, great answer. I think, uh, you know, when I think about Lost 2, I think about, um, and I heard your story, you were on, I think it was Courageous Nerd. I, I watched mm-hmm. that to kind of prep for this so I could not ask nice. all of the same questions that the last person asked you. Um, but you, we have similar stories where you were saying that you were out like doing music and someone said, you got to watch this show. I was out shooting music. That's what I was running around New York shooting concerts. And I hadn't watched television in forever. And I saw a preview of this. And actually, you mentioned Saeed. That's the thing that got me. I was like, we're like three years out of nine eleven, and and there's a brown dude on a show on ABC, and and mm-hmm. oh my by by the way, I recognize that guy. Oh my god, he was the Buddha of suburbia, and he like he's a good actor. So I that's what kind of drew me in, and I think that feeling of inclusiveness, diversity different opinions that agree to disagree sometimes and can even battle it out, but have respect and love for each other was kind of something that I think people needed at that time. 
as long as as well as all the other things the genre stuff which i also always think of comedy lost is like the funniest when you think of hurley hurley and sawyer too all the lines that he has it's just great stuff you got anything to say about this ralph um i think like the phenomenon of lost was uh in part you know bad robot using the internet to create the fuselage and bringing fans in to experience more than just the, the hour of TV they saw every week. And, and with Twitter and Facebook also coming along at that time, I mean, we did have MySpace when, when it started, but lost, I mean, the first, yeah, the first time I interacted with Jorge Garcia was through MySpace DM, but, (laughs) but they created a thing where everybody could come together to talk about this show. And not only that, um, the, the, I think there's a real importance to TiVo being around right at that time as well, because people were pausing their TV. And one of the first things I remember seeing was the, the, the Dharma logo on the back of the shark. Yeah. I totally, I didn't, I didn't see that. I knew what you were going to say before you said it, bro. Yeah, I, me too. Yeah. And so, <laughs> That's and the so first time screen all of a sudden, mattered. <laughs> all of a sudden, like some person in Australia is posting this picture and I'm looking, I'm like, that's Photoshopped. It's BS. Go to my TiVo, rewind it, turn up the contrast. I'm like, oh, holy crap. It's actually there. And that's when yeah. you're like. I need to start paying attention to the internet and find out as soon as the show ends what I missed. Because by the time I I saw stuff on the West coast, people on the East coast already had theories and stuff. And Jay and Jack were posting their, their, uh, their podcast. By the time I was done watching the episode of lost, I could start listening to Jay and Jack probably 10 minutes later. They had a full hour of phone calls and theories. And, uh, and I was just like, I was in, I was so in, I needed to know all the information that was out there. And because the internet, because of the fuselage and Twitter and Facebook and, and, and there was, I forget who there was a website that was, would just post like screen grabs of every, like, like one second, like every different shot had like several screenshots like the next day and you can go in and you could pour through like everything and there was the dharma shark and so you start you know someone would say something about about some scene they thought they saw something you go to the site pop up that frame it would have it listed by by timestamp, um and it just created this sort of like fervor like you needed to know you needed to know everything and the fact that was that you had a whole week to consume all of this extra stuff, uh, it, it brought so many people together. Because, I, 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 like Jay and Jack, is a father and son from North Carolina. I, I live in Southern California my entire life. There's no way in the world I would ever know them. Yeah. But now they're like my best friends. Yeah. And they have yeah. been for the last 17 years. It's amazing um, the pe- the way it brought people uh, together, and the Dharma Shark yeah, stuff. Like, oh, go ahead. Jay, Jay met his wife through Lost, and I just got the phone with her about an hour ago talking about some other thing. Like, it's it's a, it's crazy how this just, like, became a family. I would never have met Taylor if it wasn't, if it, if it wasn't for the internet at that time. Yep. It's crazy. It's, it it's so good. And yeah. the thing is with Lost, like, when Lost, I say, I've said this, I think, on every interview. When Lost started, you had the finale of Frasier. That's where TV was, was shows like Frasier uh, and the Gilmore Girls. Uh, by the time Lost ended, 2010, you had Breaking Bad and Mad Men. So mm-hmm. there's, I mean, I'm fully putting that on Lost. For ABC to take a chance on this insane pilot, Um it completely changed the TV landscape. I know there's X Files. I know there's Twin Peaks, but Lost really did it. Lloyd Brawl, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. That's previously on Lost. That right. was yeah. everyone thought it was Carlton, but it was Lloyd Braun. They sound very similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, you bring up yeah the the one of the things that I think too is special about Lost as we're talking about the screenshots and all that 
is the way, and I, I always get, I love Carlton, but I always give Damon props because I just think he's the boy genius, baby. And he's from New Jersey as well. So, so big ups right. to NJ. <laughs> but um, the way he was able to use a kind of Stephen King, Spielbergian way of nostalgically kind of hitting touchstones without blatant nostalgia right like having like we have now right. where everything is just like there's that character from when we were kids look it's the quick bunny <laughs> you know and instead he was able to do things and create this universe where you felt like you were reading or you're like in a choose your own adventure book or like uh, mm -hmm. like in search of with leonard nimoy the way the you know the swan videos and all that like we got to kind of feel that but at the same time, it was something new and different. And it's just wonderful. But I do want to ask you a few questions about how you actually make a documentary. So you have an idea. Taylor, you've made docs in the past. Do you get yep. funding first? Do you contact people to make sure? Did you write an outline? I know people who listen to us. Heath is an actor. He just finished making a movie. I've been making movies. It's fun to kind of get to the the real how's the sausage made what's to, what do you do to start making a documentary about lost uh first you google lost documentary in quotes and make sure there isn't already one <laughs> uh, and then, that, then you call ralph you know, um you we had meetings we broke story beats we figured out what's the story we're trying to tell how do we want to tell it uh, there's a lot of spreadsheets of you know, <laughs> who, who do we need to talk to to tell this story? How do we, you know, get in touch with the right people? How do we arrange? What questions do we ask people that is going to help us tell the story that we outlined from the beginning? And of course, this is my fifth time through this process. That outline from the beginning is never the same as the movie you end up making, but you have to start with something. Right. So we write down, you know, some of these topics and it's a lot of the stuff we've already talked about. It's, you know, the show is great, but we're not making an hour and a half recap of six seasons of Lost. That's first of all, there's a hundred of those on YouTube. Go knock yourself out. We want to talk about the people and the relationships and the, you know, the legacy of the show and how it did impact television and how how crazy it was at the time. The things they were doing that now is totally normal, right? There right. have been more expensive episodes of television since, but at the time, the amount of money they spent on that pilot, the the fact that they had movie stars on a TV show, all these things were bonkers. And now it's like if your new show on HBO doesn't have a movie star in it, <laughs> nobody's going to watch, right? So right. they broke the mold and that's, now I'm getting back into story. You wanted nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts are, I checked my bank account to see if there was enough money from the last blockbuster to pay to start doing this one. Um, because it's a weird thing with documentaries like this um, in that, you know, we don't own the IP. ABC owns it. Disney owns it. So it's, it's hard to get investors to pay for you kind of have to start making it to prove that you have a story to tell mm. and have something to show people. So that was sort of the plan. It's the same thing I did with the last blockbuster. It's I there's a story here. I know how to tell it. Let's do that. And it's also not that expensive to just start doing it. I own some cameras and some microphones, you know, and I I fly down to Southern California, meet up with Ralph. He lives there, so he can drive us around and we can do it but it's real diy it's real indie scrappy at least at the beginning because how do you go ask somebody for money to talk about lost like people talk about lost for free that's <laughs> not, a, not a good investment although as lost fans we know it's a great investment of our our time and our energy because i want this movie to exist right as a person who watches documentaries i love pop culture docs and i love lost and it's like if this came up on my 
you know, smart TV as a thing I could watch, I would watch it. So I know that there are other people like me who will watch it. So then it just becomes this thing of let's just make it and then we'll find the audience eventually. The people who want to see this movie are going to see this movie. And do you now you've been shooting for around four months, right? And uh, yeah, five months. Okay. Since and December. Is there a point at which you say, okay, we're going to get a certain amount of footage. We're going to cut together something. And then we're going to go out and try to get some investment, which may could also recoup what we've already spent, but give us the opportunity to go to Hawaii and shoot with a couple cameras or, or, you yep. know, get this person or what is that's the process. You sound like yes. you've done this before. Yeah, that's, that's the exact <laughs> process. And that's kind of where we're at. We're in the middle of sort of, you know, we've shot enough footage to show people that we know what we're doing. Hopefully, I don't know that we do know what we're doing, but we've shot enough footage to pretend we do. So we can, yeah, we take that around and we see if anybody else wants to help us. If you're listening to this and you have a lot of money sitting in an account somewhere that you would like to give to us. Uh, All right. My Venmo is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's. That's sort of how it works in a nutshell, but it's also that sort of indie film thing of if nobody steps up and wants to pay for this, we're we're still going to yeah. make it. We're still going to finish it. Had, had you thought about crowdfunding being that lost is such I mean, it's kind of a like we've talked about. It's a big we're a big crowd. I feel like yeah, we've, we've thought of every option. <laughs> there's a lot of different ways and there's a there's. You know, it's we're working hard to get the movie to be great. We're doing everything we can, and we're already uh, crowdsourcing other things. You know, people are reaching out and telling their stories, or hey, you know, I'm I'm friends with so and so who worked right. on the show. Do you want me to put you in touch with them? Like that's already happening. So the community is already involved, um, and so I have no doubt that if we were about to go into some tremendous amount of debt, we could certainly throw up a crowdfunding campaign and and we would be fine. Um, but that is sort of the safety net you think about with this sort of thing of, like, this is about the fan community. We know about the fan community. We are the fan community. Right. So let's, you know, let's, we're not going to say no to any option at this point. But, you know, there's a long time before September 2024, which is our intended release date <laughs> so we it's hard to say what's going to happen in the next year and a half cool cool and ralph how do you go about kind of writing it um taylor said that you guys get together you kind of hit points what were some of the points that were important oh sorry about that I'm getting a, someone's trying to facetime me i think it might <laughs> might have been desmond from the hatch got a loss reference there <laughs> transition uh, how do you what were you know, some of the things that were important for you to hit as far as because well, I, I think about time and topic like you could go by season or you go by the topics and the and like what basically what we've talked about already by uh when taylor first reached out to me i think we had something like an hour and a half conversation i think all our conversations still this deep go like run about an hour uh, uh, we, I struggled at the beginning because I didn't really know how this whole, like what this was going to be. We obviously aren't setting out to make, uh, uh, like DVD extras. We, we were right. more into the people, the connections, the way that lost has people interacting and connecting and coming together from around the world. Um, so I'm, I, I, I think I, I'm more into the people, the faces. Uh, this is kind of nostalgia. So when you're when you're sitting down with Patrick Fischler, who played Phil, like memories start flooding in, like the end of like you know in season six <laughs> as the people reconnected. Um, all of these memories start coming in, and you start hearing things like uh, the fuselage, dark UFO. Tivo, um, uh, Lost Mythos, you, uh, Jay and Jag, you start, all these things start flooding in and that's kind of, I feel like what we want to do is just get that feeling. We want to go back 
to how we felt when the show was running from uh, 2004 to 2010. Um, I think one of the things we struggled with because um, is uh, at first was sort of a arc or an outline of kind of, you know, you're doing a, you're doing a movie about a 20 year old show. What's the ending? <laughs> so it, it felt very lost to me. Uh, racking my brain was how has all this come together? What do we do? Yeah. What's the story uh, about this? And uh, it, it, it we we came up with a solution that I think is is very satisfying. I think mirrors sort of the the um, the the survivors of eight fifteen. I feel like there's a sort of a sort of a through line in Lost and what Lost is about and what our story. Uh, with the documentary is also about. Um, I think Lost is about connections you make. And I feel like that's what the documentary should be, is connections we've made over the course of the last 20 years. And uh, yeah, it's 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 tough to say. Like, I don't want to get too, too into it, but I do feel like um, once there was definitely like a eureka moment where I was like, I think it should just be this, and 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 we were kind of off and running. It's it's hard to it's really hard to put into words without really getting to the fine details. But um, the, I, we definitely don't want this to just be um, stuff that's rehashed from things like DVD extras. Uh, there's definitely room for some of those stories that we all love, all those behind the scenes stories, you know. Uh, uh, but we also, we, we want to, we, I feel like we really want to just kind of reconnect with the characters and be sort of in that world again and have new lost stuff to, to, Mm -hmm. to talk about and discuss with, with old friends. Yeah. I love it. Well, yeah, I mean, I think while the show was on and I continue to think, and when people ask me what was lost about what I tell them is love. I think ultimately it was like, it was just, it was almost a love story to humanity, to, to genre, to people connections. Like you're saying, um, that's great. I can feel what you're talking about, man. Cause I know how it's about second too. chances too. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's just, yeah. there, there, there's so many themes and lost and I feel like, um, Daddy kind issues. Of the, it's about uh, a lot of daddy yeah. issues. Yeah. <laughs> we all have them, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and of course at the end, mommy issues too. <laughs> Let's not forget yeah. that. Um But so, it's also like found family as well. Yeah, like yeah. all these yeah. people came together in that church because, you know, as broken as they all were when they crash landed and as 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 much as they butted heads with each other, like they're still important. They're still yeah. important to your to their lives. And everyone we've talked to in this documentary so far, it feels like we have a kinship. They're important. Everything, everything revolving around lost is important. And the people we're talking to also, um, it's been, it's been like a warm blanket. It's been so fun talking about lost. Even after the camera stopped rolling, we keep still talking about lost and it's, uh, it's just been amazing. I dig it. Well, tell us some of the, I know you have to keep some of them uh, secret, and that's cool. But right. who are some of the people you've interviewed so far? Uh, we've done a lot of uh, people from the show, cast and crew, and we've also done some fans from the show. Um, if you follow our Instagram at Getting Lost Doc or our Twitter, any of our socials at Getting Lost Doc, you can see who we've announced already. Um, some diehard fans like uh, uh, I'm trying to remember who was on there and who's not. Uh, Bobby, Bobby Moynihan. Moynihan. Yeah, nice. he's a, he's a he's a big Lost fan. Um, yeah. uh, I, I think what's great about some of them, my favorite people that we've announced so far are folks like Patrick Fischler or um, Sean Whalen, uh, who were on the show, small parts on the show, but they were also big fans of the show. Um, so we're killing kind of the two birds with one stone. But, you know, their sort of way in to talking about loss, to remembering loss is, you know, with Patrick in particular, it's like I was a diehard fan of that show for five years, and then I got the call that I get to be on the show. And they – they talk about what it felt like to get – they basically go to the island because it was all shot in Hawaii. So there's this real parallel 
to the stories on the show and then the real life stories of the people who went to this island to yeah, make this thing. Yeah. And he gets there, you know, and I don't remember if it was him or um, Eric Lang, who we also have announced who is similarly, he played Rosinski. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, there's both of them were big fans of the show and watched it with their family and just loved it and had this strong connection like we all did. And then they get there, all of a sudden they're sitting next to, you know, Sawyer and Jin in Dharma <laughs> jumpsuits. And I think both of them had that moment of like, holy shit, where am I? What is this? I'm in the show. You know, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Sean Whalen talked about because he played Froger when he got to Hawaii and he's in the boat with Daniel Faraday. And he just looked around and he's like, I'm I'm here. I'm in Lost. I've jumped into the TV there's the island. I'm in a boat. There's Daniel Faraday. <laughs> and I'm doing this thing. And I think that's, for me, that kind of conversation is the most fun because they're so excited about it still. And these are people who have yeah. done 50 other projects since then and, you know, 54. Mm -hmm. But all the people we've talked to who worked on the show in any capacity, it still stands out as either the coolest thing they've ever done or one of the most important or this huge thing that sticks out for them because it's, it was important for a lot of reasons. I mean, it was a huge network show, number one show in the world, but also just that the Hawaii of it all, you know, being on an Island, a mysterious Island, making a show you're, you're isolated from the world. You know, you don't, you're not in Hollywood. You're not walking down to your local restaurant. You're walking down to the beach, and it's the beach that you've yeah. been watching on TV. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's the most exciting for me. And there's, you know, there's been a few that we haven't announced that I'm I'm very very excited about. Yeah, but uh, it's been great so far, and the mix is great too. I love, you know, the fans and the podcasters, and you know, uh, Joe. Joe Pinionated, who I had seen her screen name online oh, for yeah. years and years and years. Cancer and gets lost. She does right. Yeah, she she does the the uh, charity auction. Cancer gets lost, which that's another thing. Like, look at this is a TV show that is now twenty years later still actively raising money for cancer research research because of the fan community. Like, mm -hmm. tell me what other show is doing that. Yeah, that's awesome yeah. stuff. You're talking about She's the still island. Here. She has an auction coming up in a couple weeks. Nice. Yeah. Talking about the island reminds me of the dreaded island fever. And are you, do you think you're going to get into kind of some of the, why maybe some of the actors left? Or I know that I think Mr. Echo had, that was the rumor there, right? He got island fever. He couldn't be on the island anymore. There seemed to be a kind of mystical quality too to becoming part of this show. Do you, do you want to get into that stuff? Or are you going to maybe keep it a little lighter? What do you think, Ralph? You're going to get hardcore with the questions. We've, we've got, I mean, I mean, I, anything that you can think of, I think has been brought up. <laughs> uh, a, a lot of folks reach out to reach out to us on socials and say, are you guys going to talk about this thing? Yeah. And like nine out of 10 times. Yes. We've already talked about those things. Cool. Um, I think there was one where somebody asked us, if, if we're going to talk, if we're going to address the, uh, the, um, the schedule for the Australian release, I guess there was some messed up <laughs> stuff that happened during the Australian release of the show, uh, when it aired. And I'm like, I, I that's, that's like the one thing that I've, nobody's we're probably about. not going to get into that. But if you're asking about like the video game, if you're if you're via domos about Nikki and Paulo, if we're going to be talking about uh, 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 possibly some some DIYs, uh, maybe I don't know. But like yeah. everything that every question that you ever had for Lost, pretty much I would say nine out of ten times it's already been discussed, and we're very very excited because. Uh, a lot of times this stuff is just brought up. Like we don't have to, I don't think we have to prompt anybody about Nikki and Paolo. They just get brought up by everybody. It's a real 
it's a real fun topic to discuss because it's always lighthearted and fun. Um, so, so we're, we, there we'll, we'll get into everything. I don't know how Taylor's going to edit it. Uh, I don't know if he's, if he's planning on making it a real, like hardcore, like scathing documentary about some behind the scenes stuff. But I think like overall it's a celebration of the show and there are certain things that came up in that six years mm-hmm. that should be discussed. Um, and, and I think in hindsight, we can, we can have a good time talking about it. We don't have to bring anybody down. I think it's a celebration of the show, but, and if something happened, it happened, whatever happened, happened. Yes. And, uh, I think we're at a point where, um, there's a lot of water under the bridge possibly. And, uh, I think it won't be, it won't be like, you know, it won't be hard hitting, but, but things will definitely be brought up. I'm sure. We'll see see how the movie unfolds. There's a lot of topics um, that we're intentionally trying to cover. Like we talked about that original outline and there's a a thousand more that have come up organically that, you know, just stuff we didn't know. That's my favorite. It's like Mm. 20 years later, learning new things about lost and I'm excited. I know the fans are going to be as excited as we are because we're also big lost fans. Yeah. you know, anything that we we're going to try to get to the bottom of some of the unanswered mysteries. I don't know that we'll actually find any new answers, but that's the fun of it. Um, but there's so many things that, you know, we haven't some of us have not really thought about the show in 15 years and just bringing them back up and having all these conversations about so many different topics. And, yes, yeah, some are. Some are serious and some people, you know, did not enjoy their time on the show or working. You know, there's a lot and that's yeah. real and that's how documentaries work. Um, but like Ralph said, we're, we're going to try to keep it pretty positive. We also we know how movies work. We need some drama. We need some tension <laughs> right. in that second act. Uh, and there's a lot of that built in, you know, from day one. We're like, well half the people hate the finale of lost and half the people love the finale of lost. And if that's not tension, I don't know what is Um, it's still the butt of jokes. And I still get that feeling in the back of my spine when somebody says something bad or says purgatory. Oh no, they were dead the whole time. Oh Um, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. We've interviewed somebody, you know, I won't say who, but who, believe that and we got into it like oh. i had to be like you know what no good man i love it i love it but i love it because it's still part of the lost conversation yeah i yes. love that it's still you know there's still stuff to learn from the show after all these years the 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 fact that not every single thing got answered leaves it open for us to continue discussions about, about the show. And I love that. I love that about lost is, is, is if, if Damon and Carlton wrapped everything up in a nice little bow, would we care anymore? Would we talk about it? We might say like, Oh, I like this episode, but you know, uh, we, we brought up stuff and I, I didn't even know this was a big deal. Uh, but apparently the, this, this thing with the outrigger, Oh yeah, of course, dude. That's like the, don't ask Damon about that. If you talk to him, I know he said he doesn't want anyone asking him, (laughs) but, but that's the thing. I had no idea how that big that was. And now I'm like super intrigued by it. I want it. Cause, cause for me, I just assume I'm like, I don't know who cares. It was, maybe it's them from uh, the pastors. I don't know. Maybe it was kind of answered. I think it was kind of answered that it's the black rock people. Um, but we'll leave, we'll leave that through the doc. Maybe you'll answer that. That was, that was going to be my question. Are you going to ask about the outrigger? Of course. Oh yeah. 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 When we have people in front of us who may or may not know the answers, Mm. we're going to ask them the questions, uh, whether they choose to answer or not. I mean, (laughs) we're not, we're not hard hitting journalists and you know, we don't want to offend anybody. So we'll save those questions for the end of the interview <laughs> and if they don't want to answer they'll just leave <laughs> there you go um well we have talked about a lot of stuff but one of the things that a lot of people had asked me when i first said i was going to have you guys on and what I, it was basically the first thing i asked ralph 
I DM'd him and I was like, did you get the footage from Audibly Lost of all the Lost podcasters? Because I'm on that. Heath was on that. He went I'm to on the, it. You're on He went to the Jay and Jack uh, 24 hour. I think it was longer at that point. Um, and it, it, yeah, interviewed a bunch of people. So the answer is. Yes, you have the We've footage. Alex, Alex gave us over 100 hours of footage. Yep. All of it. We That's have all awesome. of it. That is fantastic. And how did that come about? Because I have been bothering this guy like maybe every <laughs> six months. I, I would send him an email and say, dude, I will edit that footage. Send it. Let's get something going. But he he he, he was caretaking it. And I think he was waiting till the right people came along. And you're the right people. It's really funny because between the time Taylor and I got together to start working on this project and before I announced somewhere along the way, Alex sent me a DM on Twitter and he's like, Hey, I dug up the old footage. Here's your footage. And I didn't want to look at me from, you know, 2009 or whatever. It's like, I look like a deer in headlights. It's, <laughs> it's awful. And he just sent it. He's like, Hey, look what I found. I'm like, Oh, that's so great. Um, I can't really talk about it much right now, but I just want to let you know. <laughs> that I am currently working on a documentary. And uh, he's like, if you need anything, let me know. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I discussed it with Taylor and Taylor got in touch with Alex and Alex just dumped. It's over a hundred hours, right? It is. It is. We have most yeah. of it already. He has some that's, uh, I think in storage somewhere that we, we will get. Um, and he, we had, yeah. I think we talked for an hour and a half when I, when I talked to him <laughs> You know, it's interesting the way documentaries work. You put so much work into it, right? He put, yeah, I don't a thousand hours of work or some crazy amount, you know, into this thing, and it unfortunately never got finished. I remember following it at the time because all of you guys who I listen to every week were talking about it. It was like, mm -hmm. oh, there's going to be a documentary about lost podcasts, and it's the most niche documentary imaginable <laughs> it's not just about loss it's not just about fans it's about the people that make the talkie talk show that comes out of my ipod <laughs> every week yeah, about the tv niche. show that i like like it's so specific um and you know at a certain point of course people like you would just want to edit that and and give it to the people involved but that's you know the audience for that specific of a story is not maybe that big. Um, but as an aspect of the doc we're yes. making, cause there's no yeah. way we're not getting into podcasts. There's no way, you know, mm -hmm. we're not talking to people like Jay and Jack. That's just, that's a given that's the spoiler alert. We're going to interview Jay and Jack for this. Of course we are. What are we stupid? <laughs> uh, but, you know, as a matter of course for that, the fact that we have access to a hundred plus hours of footage from the time. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so different than anything we could get now. It's just, it's a miracle of documentary, you know, documentary yeah. filmmaking. This is the stuff that, you know, you go to sleep at night going like, God, I wish I could have, I don't know, a hundred hours of footage from 2009 when the show was still <laughs> on the air with all the diehard fans, like gathering, you know, we have events covered that he was yeah, there filming. Yep. We have, interviews with i don't know 40 50 different podcasters and he didn't just shoot interviews there's b-roll there's yeah, people doing their that's what i was gonna say he shot me doing a podcast yeah i saw right. that today i watched yeah. you do a podcast in 2009 <laughs> and i was like this is gold because of course we can ask jay and jack what it was like to do a podcast about loss back then but the fact that we have footage of them doing a podcast. These weren't video podcasts at the time. Very few were, a couple were, but you know, there isn't footage of a lot of this stuff and the fact that it exists and then now we have it. And, and the fact that all these people that were so excited about it 15 years ago, you know, they're finally going to get to see at least some of the footage. And you better believe that if we do, you know, a DVD release of this movie, there's going to be a ton more footage on there for the real diehards. Yeah, that's awesome. I was so excited. Maybe I'll let you edit 
the uh, podcast doc <laughs> for the DVD. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm. I was so excited when you said yes and be, that you did have that footage, Ralph, because like you, like you said, Taylor, he he did a really good job. Yes. And it was yeah. and it was kind of fun for me at the time I was teaching video production and working at a public access station and doing video production. So to be film, it was kind of weird, um, yeah. but it was fun and it was really interesting. And I always kind of just championed it and wanted that stuff to get out there because we did create such a fun community. And a lot of us still know each other. And like we've talked about that to go back and see that and have, have that be an aspect of your doc to have that kind of archival footage. Um, you know, maybe you could put a little, I, you know what I should send you, uh, at the, the public access station I worked at when I taught the class, we would make a video at the end of the class. And we did a, uh, loss like, um, Dharma station fake video about how to become a member of the thing. So I like added all the music and like all the stuff. It was, it was fun. It just it inspired so many different creative people. And it just starts with podcasting and kind of goes out from there. Now I did have a couple of questions I asked on our Facebook and Anna from Indiana, who was also a lost podcaster, um, had a couple questions and one of the ones she asked is, will you explore why there has never been a large loss convention like other shows of the same era had? It's kind of true. Everything has been so IP'd to the wazoo. You know, you look at, she gives like Walker Stalker Con as an example, mm -hmm. but it's like there, I know that some people have done trips to Hawaii. I know our friend Bill Kava has went a couple times. But um, is that something that you kind of look into? Like, what has kept it? Because Lost still is like magical like that. It hasn't been played out like everything yeah. else, you know? And it does. Well, maybe, maybe it's magical because it hasn't been played yeah, out, because yeah. there isn't a Lost Con every year. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a great question. And there's, we've, we have some information that we can't share with people about, you know, the inner workings of like what people may or may not be trying to do with the IP of Lost. Yes, uh, yeah. You know, they resurrected their social media a couple of years ago because it was coming to Hulu. So there's somebody keeping track, you know, that's in charge. But I think in terms of a convention, it would have to just be fans, somebody you know, you should put one on and then people will come and Jay and Jack do their panel at Comic-Con every year. Right. Ralph? Yeah, they do. Right. Yeah. yeah. I usually moderate that. So that's so about it. That's about it. I think there's, uh, through the, through the socials and stuff, I learned that there was some sort of big loss get together in Brazil. Oh, okay. But I, I, I only know that because they told me. So right. it's, it's, it's not anything that's sort of, kind of like happened i remember going to san diego comic-con in 2005 not having to wait in line for ballroom 20 to see the lost season two uh panel and then by the time lost ended they were in hall h and i had to wait a yeah. very very long oh, time to, yeah. to, to i waited overnight i think between seasons five and six so 2009's comic-con I, I yeah. camped overnight for the hall H nice. I was in that, in that line. Not yeah. In that line. And it's, you know, it's, so it's one of those things where it's like lost came at a time where everything was just about to blow up with social media and, and stuff like that. But, um, I, it, it, it wasn't around long enough to sort of become like it's its own thing, like walking dead. Now yeah. that, you know, by the time that happens, you have a very, you know, you can do good specific point. stuff like that, but, but I feel like lost. That was a little bit, a little bit, a couple of years off from that. But I mean that, that lost finale party, the Jay and Jack threw at the Orpheum. Um, I mean, that was a crowded house. That place was yeah. crazy. And I feel like if Jay and Jack continued, uh, uh, they could probably pull off a lost convention. You just have to like figure out what it is. You yeah. Know? I think there's a lot of there's not a lot of merch for Lost. 
Right. I think they did like one wave of Funko Pops and like yeah, like there's bobbleheads. So there's, there's some action figures. Yeah, they did some figures. There's action figures. Yeah. McFarlane, but I mean, how many booths? How many booths True. can you do with the same right. action figures and stuff? So you could have like it, a, it might be a, a fish little. biscuit booth. You right. could have <laughs> Dharma beer. Yeah, Dharma beer there on you tap. Go. Exactly. Um, get a, a live performance of Geronimo Jackson. But I, I think <laughs> a big problem with it is that we all know that the right way to do it is to do it in Hawaii, and then it's just yep. very expensive and difficult right. to get. You know, it's like Star Wars celebrations happening right now, but it's in London and I'm not a bajillionaire, so I can't go. Um, yeah. And the yeah. same thing happened with Lost, except, you know, Lost has a fraction of the diehard fans that Star Wars does. So the math, I think, is a little wonky. Yeah. Of like how many people can really afford to drop everything and go to Hawaii for Lost Con and hang out at the YMCA camp that is Dharmaville for a couple of days? Would it be amazing? Yes. Would I go? Probably. Would I have to sell a kidney? Also, probably. <laughs> <laughs> might be worth it though. Um, are you yeah, playing I feel like a festival? I feel like if it was yeah. an outdoor festival with like music, live bands, lost theme, like food booths and stuff, do do a real nice small like the Lebowski mm-hmm. Fest or something like on the beach. Like, get a community in a place mm-hmm. where you can just set up like. Well, they've done like the live. I was going to talk about music. I know Ralph that you're a music aficionado and mm-hmm. uh, and uh I I know that um you have you have your show Cue the Music too, which I'll give a plug mm-hmm. to. Um are Thank you going to talk about the music of law? I know they still do the concerts every once in a yeah. while. Are those all done? But I know those were uh, were being done some. Are you going to talk about that too? I love I love film music. Um, I, I, I have been a fan of Michael Giacchino since his Medal of Honor days. Um, I think he's a genius and, and, uh, man, I could, I could talk about him till my face turns blue. And, um, I mean, like I'm not the one asking the questions during the interviews. Uh, Taylor is, and it's not even Taylor prompting this stuff, but I'd say probably, 70%, 75% of the people you interviewed have brought up the music of Lost yeah, on their own. Yeah. yeah. It's such, such a, a big huge part. part. It's such a huge part. Similar and to like I Twin mean, Peaks, it reminds I, me of how it was so important. People had their own themes. You yeah. knew you were cued after a while. You could great, feel yeah. it, you know? So great. So anytime anybody brings up the music uh, during during the shoot, I get, I my ears perk up. I start smiling just because you don't, being a film score nerd my entire life, you don't really get a lot of opportunities to have like just regular people, just anybody just talk about film music. And so, so it, it is in the documentary. Um, and it is, uh, it's such a joy just to hear people just talking about Michael's great score. Yeah. yeah. And I think it goes back to your earlier question of what sets this show apart. Um, that's usually how it's brought up. Cause I do ask everybody that is, you know, what makes this show different than other television at the time. And that's usually where people go, well, there was a freaking live orchestra score every week, fully that's composed. Nuts. And, you know, and you that's think not about, cheap. yeah, you think about the cost of that and how difficult and also, you know, where we were at, uh, with technology, most shows were just starting to do everything in the it's called in the box right with music with digital mm-hmm. fake orchestras yeah and this was yeah. still a real big live orchestra every week conducted by a crazy person who had and i, I guess think, didn't sleep for six years but, <laughs> uh, and i think i want to say it was recorded on tape they weren't even doing it digitally that's amazing i know i know like incredibles was recorded on tape and that's at the same time that's awesome yeah that's yeah, and I, oh gosh, I just read some article about a new program, an AI scoring program coming out. Yeah, that they're working on. So yeah, when yeah, you but are they going to be able to do the emotional stuff no, that Michael yeah, did in this show? Not. Never. No way. No, that's awesome. No, although the way AI works, you'll just tell it to do it in the style of Michael Giacchino, and <laughs> it'll just steal all of his themes, and then you'll get it. That's- yeah, well, that's our future. We'll see. We shall see. Well, listen, guys, I know um, 
this is going to be a long process still down the road. Why don't you tell us again, you're, you're shooting for when, when are you shooting for this thing to come out? Like what's your date to motivate yourselves? Uh, uh, September twenty uh, second, twenty twenty four. Yeah, people have asked. People said twenty twenty four, so like the anniversary, right? And we're like, we we don't really want to say it because we may or may not hit it. Who knows what the right, future yeah. brings? But at the same time, like guys, of course that's the date. I think it's a right. Friday too. I think it's yeah, like it's, it's like it's, we're gonna ideally in a perfect world we're gonna be like in theaters you know, like maybe a fathom events or something where everybody can go to the theater on September 22nd, nice. 2024 and see this movie. Now, sometimes, you know, if we get some distribution deals or anything, we will have no say and we, we will not be in charge of when it comes out or where it premieres or how, but if we do have input, that's obviously something we would like. Yeah. Yeah, well, I know from doing stuff like this myself, that's why I say it. That's the motivation date. That's what drives you to right. to keep going. Hey, we got to keep doing this. We got to keep shooting stuff. We got to keep moving. Um, Anna also wants you to possibly consider making this into a series, like a six-part Netflix series, not just an hour and a half movie. So just so you know, people want that's, it all. I know. I think, I, I think that that's pretty common amongst diehard fans people want everything i consumed the lost dvds like you wouldn't believe i've seen every special feature multiple times and i always wish there had been more um but i think there's also a general audience that we have to look out for you know i know there are thousands of people who would watch a six-part series about lost but they're I'm hoping are millions of people who would watch a 90 minute documentary about <laughs> and, and the thousands of people can, we won't leave too much off the DVD, right? If it has to be a two disc set, you know, there will be, and I know that's an antiquated format. We'll maybe come out with a digital, I don't know, <laughs> but, but I'm an antiquated guy. Yeah. So, well, that's yeah. awesome guys. Um, I mean, I can't wait to, hear what new people you're getting. I, I want to support you in any way we, any way the listeners can, any way I can. I know everybody's really excited about this. And I mean, this is, this is just a fantastic thing because lost has brought so much joy to all of our lives. And I think this is a perfect way to do it, to, to kind of make it like Ralph said about the connections and the people and having watched, like I said, my, the film you did uh the last blockbuster you i could tell that you were what attracted you to people were people who had a love who had a passion and they had their own stories to tell and that's so much a part of loss that i think this is in very good hands so this Thank has been a great interview is there, is there anything else you want to say ralph uh, there's a ton I want to say, but I can't. <laughs> I, I just, I just got to tell you, like you, you mentioned at the beginning, you're like, is this going to be like you guys are doing this right? This is actually getting done. Um, I've seen, I've seen footage cut together. Uh, this is getting done. Uh, I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make sure this gets done. And I think that uh, Lost fans are going to be very, very happy. Awesome. Um, um, with this. And so uh, I just want to say that um, uh, if anybody wants to help us out, if you want to help us out, follow at Getting Lost Doc. Um, see what we're up to. Keep tabs of what we're up to. If there's anything you like that we're doing specifically, share it. Share it to your feeds. Share it to your friends. Uh, 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 tag your 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 fellow lost friends to let them know that this is happening, um, and yeah, yeah, and then maybe maybe we can get some talk about this like lost convention. Like, why not? Mm. Like, who knows? Hey. Dude, we got a strong community. I'm sure there's resources out there amongst the community that could get something happening. So that's well, the we gotta wait. We got to wait till we have our DVDs so that our booth has something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Well, you kind of have a built-in sequel there if, like, you release it on the date of the anniversary, and then you can shoot that. And then, you know right. what I mean? And then the next thing you know, it's about the whole convention that came out of this doc and getting these people together. 
You know, I that is the greatest thing that's happened for me in my film career is I did this documentary about the last blockbuster video in the world that was struggling and, you know, but nobody's renting movies. They're barely hanging on. And it was a hit on Netflix and that, you know, business has gone through the roof and we should <laughs> we should shoot a sequel, but we're not going to. But, you know, being able to actually cause yeah. real life things to happen. Awesome. It's amazing. And if this doc can bring lost fans back together, people, it, it's already done it for us. Like we're here yeah. talking with you. I don't know yeah. if you and Ralph have talked much lately, but you and I haven't spoken since I probably sent an email to your show in 2008 or something. So it's bringing people together already. But if the movie can come out, um, you know, that's another thing. We did it with my documentary about ska music. We played it in a whole bunch of theaters and every night we play at the theater and these people who love this thing from 20 years ago would come together and hang out and there'd be an after party and everybody would see each other and it's just like one of the great joys of making movies is bringing people together about love for a thing and i i can see it now i wish we didn't have to spend another year working our asses off to make this happen <laughs> but like i can already see these lost parties where we screen the movie you know and we have you know, a guest come for a Q&A and it's like, uh, you know, some cast member who happens to be available and all these people get together and we have this this joyful reunion. And it's like a high school reunion of people who didn't go to high school together but spent six years hanging out on the internet together. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I think if if nothing else comes of this, those events will happen. And it's it's going to do what we set out to do. And that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. Thank you both so much for coming on. Um, maybe we can check back in in a while, see how it's going. Yeah. Uh, Sounds I'm, great. I'm super excited. I know everyone listening is excited, too. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can check us out at DVRpodcast.com. And, you know, I just want everyone to know that I have done this entire podcast without any pants on. And uh, I know Damon and Carlton, that's the way they podcast it. So that's the way I podcast. No pants. Um, (laughs) And I hope while you're listening to this, no one has pants on either. So getting lost. It's coming, baby. It's happening. Thanks again, everyone. Peace out.